Welcome to Tribes Podcast. Thank you for making this message a part of your week. If you're ever in Jackson Hole, we would love for you to visit our tribe family. We meet on Sundays at the Snow King Conference Center. And if you'd like to know more about us, you can find us online or on Facebook by searching tribejh.com. If you have a Bible with you this morning... Would you turn to Isaiah chapter 43, Isaiah chapter 43. As Amanda mentioned, we are starting a new series this week. You picked a great week to be here because we're starting a series about something that I feel like what the Lord has whispered to my heart is it's going to be really simple, really practical, and if you grab a hold of it, really, really profound. It's something that is so common to every single one of us that we probably most often overlook it and completely miss it. But I want to start by reading to you a passage from Isaiah chapter 43, and I'm going to read verse 18 and 19. And it says this, God is speaking, because it's in quotation marks, and he says, but forget all of that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do for I'm about to do something completely new. See, I've already begun. And then he asked this question, don't you see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness and I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. We're gonna be talking for the next couple of weeks about change, how to transition like a champ because so many of us go through change all the time. We're confronted with change all the time. Most of us, unless it's catastrophic or really significant, are completely oblivious to the fact that we go through a change or that we're in the midst of a season of change. But what would happen if we were not only aware that the change was happening, but we were also equipped with, with skills and with tools to be able to handle transition like a champ? Raise your hand in here and tell me, if there's anybody in here that, that feels like right now they're in some sort of a season, season, not a season, a season of transition. How many of you would say, like, yeah, oh yeah, look at all these hands going up, right? You guys had your hands up, right? I mean, your world's about to really change, really change when you have that baby. So as we go through, as, as we all go through change, but not all of us handle it like a champ. And I think that most of us completely overlook when we're going through change. Now, if it's a big change, like we see that. There can be big changes in our life, like maybe a marriage ends or maybe a marriage ends. Adding children to the marriage, your first kid. Adding more kids. Uh, I'll tell you what, as we went from no kids to one kid and then two kids, I got to be honest with you, I, I didn't handle that very well. I still thought I could like, like, sleep all night long. I thought I could like go climbing on the weekend. I thought I could go skiing or mountain biking with my my buddies would call up and they'd be like, hey, we're going this weekend. I'm like, all right, I'm in. And then I hang up the phone and there she'd be. (laughs) Responsibility, staring me in the face, saying, things are changing. How are you gonna, how are you gonna handle that? Um, Sending kids off to college, uh, ending a job, starting a new job, coming back from deployment in the military, a breakup, maybe a, a death in the family. Those things are, are huge changes that happen in our life that require 
going from one thing to another thing. Transition. But change can also be small uh, and often overlooked. Uh, maybe leaving or uh, leaving to go to or coming back from a vacation. That's a small change that happens in, in our life that we go through this transition that if you do it well, it can maximize the experience that you're about to have or that you've just had. Um, school seasons, when school starts and ends, those are, se- those are times of transition. Just here in Jackson, just something that we all universally experience, the change in season and the change in weathers. Something simple as coming home from work every day. Our children growing from one stage to another. All of those things that all of those things require transition from one thing to another. Think about this. I really want to, I was thinking about how I could really help you to understand how important transitions are. We go through transitions all the time. And most of us do transitions poorly. Think about this. Um, Skiing. Going down the hill. When you're learning to ski, going down the hill Like, you know, you can control your speed with that wedge turn. You can make some turns. It's great. You're standing there in the lift line. Things are fine. But when do you likely get into trouble? When you're a beginner skier, as you transition from the snow onto the chairlift. And even worse, you're like, okay, I've made it onto the chairlift. You're completely fine. But when do things usually just completely blow up? When? Getting off the chairlift. That is a transition. We, we're not good as people at transitions. Uh, another example that, that I can really relate to is when you're doing a, when you're doing a multi-pitch climb and the, you get to the top of the first pitch, the leader sets a belay anchor and then he brings up his second and that person is cleaning gear and you do this, you kind of leapfrog each other pitch after pitch, but where's the time that you lose Where's the moment where you lose the most amount of time is when you transition. Your second comes up. He's got all this gear that he needs to get off of his harness and off of his sling. You need to re-rack, hand that to the leader, and then the leader sets off on the next pitch. That's where most of your time is lost on a multi-pitch route is in that transition from one climber to the next. And all of the rock climbers said, we need more rock climbers in here, y'all. This would be just rocking their world right now. <laughs> Do we have any backcountry skiers in here? Okay, so this next one, the three backcountry skiers are going to are gonna relate. Like, where do our hands get cold? Where do we lose time, right? We've just skied down, and now we gotta transition back to putting our skins on and adjusting our layers and fixing our boots so that we can transition from from downhill mode back up into climbing mode. We skin and we skin and we skin. We get to the top, and then we got to transition again. And there's transitions where our hands get cold or where we lose, like, why am I even doing this? I should just be at home or riding a chairlift. I know how to not fall off the chairlift. Transitions. We all go through different transitions in our life. And we're going to look at some different principles. We're going to look at different stories. We're going to look at several different characters who, from the Bible who went through transition. Some of them did it really well. Some of them completely biffed it. 
We'll learn some great things to incorporate into our life from those that did it well. And we can even learn some lessons from guys that completely, guys or group of people that completely biffed the transition. Build these things into our life to help us so that for all those hands that were raised as we go through transition, we can know, how do I handle this like a champ? And if for some odd, strange reason, you're not in a, in a season of transition right now, well, guess what? You got to get ready because it's coming. Transition and change is coming to all of us. Would you turn in your Bibles to the book of Mark chapter 2? And this is a verse that's going to kind of be a, the, the keystone, the foundation stone for the next few weeks that we're going we're gonna to spend together. Mark chapter 2, and Jesus is, is having a conversation. And in verse 18, he says this, Once, when John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, some people came to Jesus and asked, and here's the words of Jesus. Well, no, here's the question. Why don't your disciples fast like John's disciples and the Pharisees do? Now we get to Jesus, his reply in verse 19. Do wedding guests fast while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. They can't fast while the bridegroom is with them. But someday, the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. Besides, who would, so who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip from the cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before. And look at verse 22. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. For the wine would burst the wineskins, the wine and the skins would be lost. New wine calls for new wineskins. Have you ever read that passage and thought of transition? Transition is actually really important to Jesus. The Pharisees were saying, hey, this is the way that things have always been done. Why aren't you doing things this way? There had been a transition, and the Pharisees didn't even know it. Jesus was telling them, guys, wake up. We are in a different season. We're in a different time right now, and you're stuck in this time because you didn't know when and how to transition. And then he says, let me see if I can break it down for you with a simple rock climbing illustration. Well, he used an old patch and a wineskin, but his two illustrations were almost as good as my two about climbing. Guys, you need to invite your climber friends. He says this. Okay, all right, all right, come on. Coulter, you and I. And Tom, you and I. We got this, we got this. Someday... The bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. As And he's saying that there's going to be another change coming. He says, besides, who would patch an old clothing? Who would patch old clothing with a new cloth? He's saying you, you've got to be aware and respond appropriately in the season that you're in. Because if you try to apply yesterday's methods, yesterday's mindsets, old patterns to new situations... In some instances, it ain't going to work. And then he uses one more illustration, and he says, the, and who would put new wine into old wine skins? And notice what happens here. Not only is the wine skin burst and that wine skin is done, but then the new wine gets spilled out. There could be somebody in here this morning under the sound of my voice that God is trying to bring you into a new season and you're holding on to the old season 
And there is a danger that all that God wants to do in your life and in your heart in this new season could be for because you didn't know to how to transition. Write this down in your notes. Here's the single most important principle to know about transition. This is worth the price of admission right here. It's to be able to recognize when a season of transition is coming. Do you see all the signs on the chairlift, like ski tips up, prepare to unload, raise the bar? Like, I mean, they, they put all of these signs out to help prepare us for the transition from riding the chairlift, getting back onto our skis or our snowboard. But what's interesting is many times we fail to recognize in life. Wouldn't it be great, y'all? Wouldn't it be great if we're driving along and there were a huge sign, transition in your life is coming in two weeks. Okay, I could see that. Okay, if, you're, if you got a text message on your phone and it was like one of those amber alerts, wah, 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 a season of change is happening in one hour and it begins, oh, wouldn't that be great? But the single most important principle to know about transition is to be able to recognize that a season of transition is coming. Now, I understand that sometimes calamity strikes out of the blue and there's no way that, that we could be prepared for it. I understand. But I would consider that on a bell curve of what normally happens in our life, I would consider that to be a, an extreme outlier and something that, that few of us have to deal with ever. So today, with the eight minutes that I have left, I want to share with you four indicators that change is coming. Because remember, if the most important principle about handling transition like a champ, if the most important principle is to be able to recognize when you're either in a transition or when you're about to approach a season of transition. If that's the most important thing to recognize, uh-oh, here it comes. Well, then the question comes up, okay, so how do I recognize that I'm in transition? I want to share with you just really quickly four indicators that change is coming. Number one, you can write this down. You need to check your calendar. And I mean that as plain and straightforward as I said it, check your physical calendar. There is a date on the calendar when your kids will be done with school this spring. That is a time of transition. Are you ready? Some of you work seasonal jobs. There is a date already set that that job will end. Are you prepared for that? Are you ready? So many of us, and and. I feel like the least qualified person to be able to, to preach a message like this because so much of my life has been reactionary. Like I find myself in something, I'm like, ah, like how do, I, how do I sort this out and how do I climb back on top of it? And I, live, I lived a lot of part of my life like reactively. And certainly those things that I would get myself into and be like, you know, step on a rake, snap up in my face, whoa, I won't do that again. But you know that you can actually, you can actually check your, your calendar. You know when vacation is coming. You know when the 
more or less the, the, the seasons are changing. You know, when kids get done with school, are you prepared for when your kids get done with school? Well, yeah, but they've been getting done with school for years and years and years. Yeah, but how well have you handled that? Have you made the most of it? Here's the second thing. You have to be able to read the seasons. So not only are there some just really straightforward, plain things that, that, that are on your calendar that are coming, dates that you know about, just normal things. But here's the other thing. You need to be able to read the seasons. You can write these two verses down and then come back and study them later. Daniel chapter 2, verse 21 it's speaking about God, and he says, he controls the course of world events. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the scholars. There are seasons when he puts things in place, and there are seasons when he removes those things at his timing, according to his good pleasure. And the worst thing that we can do is he puts kings in place. That's one season. All right, we step into that. Things are going well. Okay, okay. And then uh, according to God's sovereign plan, wouldn't it be great? If, oh, I don't know if it would be great. I almost said, wouldn't it be great if we could look at God's calendar? I don't, I don't know. All right, I'm not going to go there. But there are times when dates arrive on God's calendar when he says, that season is over. I'm removing that king. I'm changing from one thing to the next. And we stay in this season, and he's moved on to another season. It leaves us confused, baffled, searching for certain. God, where are you? I feel like you've left me. He hasn't left. He just is in a new season. And he's waiting for you to join him in that new season. Here's the next, tech, uh, the next verse I would like you to write down. Matthew chapter 16, verses 1 through 4. And it's what we... Uh, it's another time where Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and he's trying to tell the Pharisees, guys, the system and way of thought that you have been in for hundreds of years is changing. My very appearance, the fact that I'm standing in front of you right here and right now talking to you means that a different season has arrived and you need to get the clue. Listen to what he says in Matthew chapter 16. One day, the Pharisees and Sadducees came to test Jesus. Oh, they're testing him, demanding that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. Verse 2, he replied, You know the saying, red sky at night means fair weather tomorrow, and red sky in the morning means foul weather all day. You know how to interpret the weather signs in the sky, but you don't know how to interpret the signs of the times. Then he goes on to say, only an evil and adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign. But the only sign I will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. And then this is one of the best mic drop walk away moments. Then Jesus left them and went away. There are, it's important to be able to read and understand seasons because seasons will always give us a little hint, a little glimmer. Uh-oh, something's about to change. How many of you can, you feel the day when winter is over and you're like, oh, spring is here. How many of you can feel that, right? How many of you feel that day where you're like, oh, spring is over and like, ooh, it's hot, the heat of summer is here. 
right? And, and, and you can't judge it by how many tourists are driving on sidewalks or anything like that. I mean, it's a feeling. How many of you know that feeling when you've just had this amazing, wonderful, incredible summer, and then you wake up one morning and you're like, uh-oh, by summer? Raise, raise your hand if you know that feeling. Okay, I mean, we're Wyoming. We're, we live close to the land here. We all know that day and that moment. Now, are the days still warm? Absolutely. I mean, we can still get out and do all kinds of summer things, but there's this little shift that happens in the weather that tells us the change of the season is coming in a similar way for the person that, that just draws close to the Lord and is, and is sensitive to his leadership. They'll be able to have this sense and this this. Knowing like, hmm, a season is about to change. So number one, you have to check your calendar. Number two, you have to be able, to, you have to learn how to read the seasons. And then number three, listen for his voice. Listen for his voice. Write this verse down. Amos chapter three, verse seven. It says, indeed, the sovereign Lord never does anything until he reveals his plans to his servants, the prophets. For the person that has a soft heart and is sensitive to his leadership, which, by the way, is all y'all, if you just listen, he will give you a little heads up. Now, he enjoys not telling you what's about to happen because he's that way. But he will always give you some indication that something is about to shift. How many of you have ever felt that leading? Like, hmm, you got no external evidence, but like maybe in your knower or somewhere in there, you're like, hmm, something's about to shift or change. Put your hand up. All right, so that's a good number of you. That's good. That's really good. Here's the fourth thing, probably the most important thing. Number four, you have to know your identity. Now, what does that have to do with change? You have to know your identity. Philippians chapter 4, verse 11 through 13 says this. Paul is speaking. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances, and then I would add, regardless of the change. I know what it is to be in need. Here's one thing. And I know what it is to have plenty. And I have learned the secret to being content in any and every situation, whether I'm in, whether I have am in need or I have plenty. Whether being well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And then he says this, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Now this is probably the, the, the curveball of, or the aha moment of the message. But if the single most important principle of handling transition like a champ is knowing when and how to recognize a transition, then the single most important ingredient of recognizing transition is knowing your identity. Because here's the important thing. You shouldn't hold on to what you did. You should hold on to who you are. Because who you are, even though change, it might, it might, it, it might have an impact on us, so many people have their identity with the thing that they're in right now. 
that when God shifts and does a different thing and they find themselves in that season, they don't know, they no longer know who they are. That's what makes change so hard for people. Is any of this sinking into y'all? You have to know who you are. Who you are in the Lord. Who he says you are. Because, check this out, your circumstances, they're gonna continue to change. Some people love change. Like this guy, Corey, he loves change. Now his wife is like, I love him. Like I, I, I'll go to his office and his desk will be set up one way and all arranged and everything. And then I come back a few weeks later and everything in his office is completely different because he's a creative. He, he, he thrives on change. And I, I am in close enough proximity to Corey that, that I'm like, oh, that's a lot of change. <laughs> How many of you like things to stay the way that, that they are? Rachel? I did not see your hand raise. Okay, Steve helped her out. If we're up to Rachel, all of her children would be in their 50s with their families and still living at home. Steve is like, oh. <laughs> Most of us, we, we, don't, we don't like things to change. And that, that's reasonable. That, that, that's fine. But here's what we need to know. And this is why we're doing this series, is I believe that God has some change for us as a community. Look, we've just moved to a 10 a.m. service. We've never done that in the history, in our short two and a half years history as a church. But even tribe is going through some changes. I believe this is part of the scaffolding, if you remember, that God is building in here at tribe so that we can go to that, that next level that he's calling us to. God has change for you. The question is, is, is how will you handle that transition? And the single most important principle is that you realize, ah, this is a change season. Um, I, I think I might have blazed right over it, but the last thing I want to say is, do you have that little, that that picture of like the, the transition zone. See this? Like when we're here, we're good. When we're here, we're good. It's the transition zone that like, and this is what God wants to shore up in our life. Keep that picture up, Christian.
disappoints our expectations so that he can exceed them. And hold on to that old thing in that old way is preventing you from being able to grab a hold of the new and better thing that he has for you. So Father, I, I pray for all of my tribe fam that you would help them become champs at transition. Lord, help us to know our identity in you. You tell us what you think of us so that no matter what changes in our circumstances, our identity will never change. How much you love us, how committed you are to our growth and to our development so that we can transition like a chain from one thing that you have for us into the next. Jesus. Now you take just a moment and you just make it personal. Jesus' name. And everybody said,